Live from the Average Joe Nation studios in St. Clair, Missouri. This is the Average Joe Podcast, a show that proves that in this crazy world, a combination of common sense and a C-plus average is actually a superpower. Sure, he's crazy, but what if he's right? Please welcome your host, Damon Gilbert. You know, I had a, I was thinking the other day, and I saw this, I saw this, uh, I saw this story on here, and I, I don't know if you've seen this story, but uh, there have been uh, five left-wing activists arrested for domestic terrorism in Georgia. And apparently, what they were doing, they've got a, they've got a hard on for, they're they're anti-police protesters, okay, and uh, they were they were throwing rocks and Molotov cocktails at the police, okay. The protesters, they've been trying to prevent the city of Atlanta from building a 85-acre police training center, which they've, you know, they call the Cop City, in a large wooded area near the city. So they've blocked roads, they've harassed construction workers, uh, and in May, they actually, uh, the police actually had to accompany accompany the uh, construction workers there and and then all hell broke loose. But anyway, the point is, here just lately, I think it was, yeah, it was yesterday, apparently they were sentenced to, let's say they're all 25, they're all in their 20s. Okay, so they would be, they would be what I would consider uh, trust fund bedwetters, is what I like to call them. These are, these are 20, 20 year olds who probably, they, they, my guess is they have rich, rich parents. People who can support them, maybe even maybe even agree with what they're doing, and they don't have jobs. Uh, they just they just basically go out and do this kind of stuff. They pick up a, a cause and then they and they run with it. And I noticed I noticed that the uh, judge in uh, Georgia is not being very kind to them. There's there's five of them. One, two, three, yeah, four, five. They've been they've been uh, charged with. And if you ha- if you haven't seen this, look it up. It, it's pretty interesting. And, and and you'll see where I'm going with this because it's very important. I think I think in today's world right now, very important what I'm about to talk about, and it's something we need to think about. Uh, let's see, Francis Carroll, he's age 22. Uh, Nicholas Olson, we've got Serena Hartel, uh, Leonardo Zoel, I guess it is, and Ariane Robinson. Now, my question first of all is. Where is why is this story not on the front page of every newspaper around the country and every uh, newscast? Because according to I guess everybody in the White House right now and the FBI, it 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 sounds like from everything I've heard over the last six months, well, actually the last couple of years, is that conservatives are the main threat to democracy in the United States, and that white supremacy and violence by MAGA groups are what is responsible and is what is going to cause the downfall of the United States because of all the violence that they're committing. This this just terrible violence that they're committing. We all need to watch out for it. The FBI needs to investigate. We need to, we need to start uh, going into um, school board meetings and anyone who agree, disagrees with the school board is considered a terrorist. That's the that's the reality we're in right now according to the White House and the, and the Democrats. And you got to hand it to the Democrats to sell that to the American public. you got to hand it to them. Because there's no evidence of any of this. 
But there is tons of evidence of lefties committing violence, committing crimes, over and over again. And this is a big one. Well, it appears, it appears from what I'm reading here, that maybe we've turned a page on some of this to some degree. I know this is in, this is in Georgia. Okay, this is in Atlanta, Georgia, just outside Atlanta. And uh, not, not known for being a red state for the most part. It's a, I guess, a purple state to say. Because, I mean, that's where Warnock just got elected. Or, or, or the election was stolen. And Warnock got reelected, beating out Herschel Walker. Which I predicted because I knew they weren't going to allow it to go any other way. And they didn't. They didn't. They had plenty of time. So, anyway, these five people, uh, they've been charged with domestic terrorism. And they... They're getting quite a bit. I mean, they're being charged, and they're, they, they stand to do some hard time for this. Now, one of the guys was, and, I, and this basically goes along with everybody on this group. There are some variations, but for the most part, it's, it's, it's basically across the board. They've been charged with criminal trespass, domestic terrorism. Now, mind you, you've probably never heard of these people. That's because the mainstream media and the journalists at large do not do their job. This should be mainstream. This should be main. This should be on the front page of every every newspaper around the country, as far as I'm concerned. They've been charged with, let's see, criminal trespass, domestic terrorism, which I thought was an interesting one, aggravated assault, felony obstruction, interference with government property, possessions of tools for the commission of the crime. Wow. Now I'm sure that they won't they won't serve and be charged ultimately with all of those. But the very fact that we're even talking about it again, it just amazes me because if this had been two years ago, these people had been black and they were tearing down a city, no one would have said a word. But in this case, apparently they're white, a lot of them are, and we're going after them. So here's, here's, here's the question that I wanted to get to. And I've talked about this before, and I think it's still valid, uh, especially in the, in the world we live in today. What what would happen? And, and believe me, this is just for the sake of argument. You know, just I'm just throwing it out there. Speculation. It's it's a for instance. What if you had a guy that you found that you arrested for child pornography, and you found out that he'd been abusing children, and I mean not in a good you know abusing them horribly, because if you you can't even imagine what goes on when when this when when children are involved, but the point is, if we knew for a fact that he did this, what would happen? And what do you think ultimately the effect on society would be if we just took him out and shot him right then, or hung him? Because I, I was watching a uh, video of a guy, and I believe it was Iran, and they took him out and they hung him. They put him in a, they put a rope around his neck and attached it to a tank turret and just lifted the turret up, and he, he died. From asphyxiation, basically. I mean, you always see these these uh, Hollywood uh, depictions of uh, hanging, you know, where the the body twitches and jumps, and t- it really doesn't work that way. But anyway, and again, I'm not I'm not in, I'm not condoning what Iran did because the reason he was executed had nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, and again, I just want to make sure I'm perfectly clear on this. This, this is just for argument's sake. I, I'm not endorsing this at all. I'm just asking, what do you think would happen in, in the world of child predation 
if and in, in that society, if you knew that if you did anything to a child, that you would be executed possibly that day, you think it would stop it? You think it? You think it would drop the the uh, 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 the uh, occurrences? Do you think they would drop off? I think they probably would. I, you know, again, we've gotten to the point in this society where we we make so many excuses for uh, behavior, where there's always a reason for it. There's always an excuse. It's never their fault. But do you think? Okay, let's let's go back to something else. Um, during the during the riots in Seattle and around the country in uh, the last couple of years, what would happen if we just shot looters on sight? What if what if what if uh, a um, you know uh, a law not a law but what what do they call it a presidential maybe maybe it was a presidential uh, assignment maybe maybe they just said or the governor of a particular state said look we're not going to take this and I I think Ron DeSantis did this right after the hurricane he said you don't want to do that because we will shoot you on sight you know we we don't we don't take uh, looting uh, uh, lightly. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to rethink this whole thing. What do you think? What do you think? Again, I'm not endorsing it, but I do know that in Texas, once people started, uh, once they passed the law several years ago about conceal and carry, and you know, robbery went down in that in that state. But because you know, a guy's not going to rob a house. He thinks there's somebody on the other side of the uh, the uh, door that's got a 12 gauge shotgun. You know, same thing with uh, with carjackings. Uh, you're not going to carjack a car if you think the person's going to shoot you. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I just I, I wanted to talk about that because it, it looks like maybe we're going to have to move towards that to some degree. That you are charged immediately, and, and if it's if it's a a, cra- a capital offense, I mean I don't want people going to you know to the. Uh, uh, the gas chamber if they're innocent but if we know for a fact that these guys did this and we do know that many many times there's no doubt some of some of them have confessed to it so what are we are we is this really the way to go not not i am a staunch opponent or no uh, i'm opposed to capital punishment i know that sounds like that's I, I'm playing both sides of that. That's completely contradictory to what I was just saying. And, but it's not for the reasons you think. It's, it's really not. The reasons I, I oppose capital punishment is because the cost to get to that point is it's just astronomical. And it's the taxpayer that pays it. In, our, in other words, say a guy gets, say a guy gets uh, sentenced to death. Okay, he killed someone. We know he did it. He confessed to it. And it goes to the jury. They say, hey, this guy, this guy needs to be eliminated from the population. That's it. Goodbye. Death penalty. We're done. This could be, let's say it happened, uh, let's say he killed someone in 1980. He won't be executed possibly until the year 2000. It could be 20 years of legal wrangling going on. Now, who pays for that? The, the, uh, the taxpayer does. He does not have to pay for that because he cannot afford representation. And in this country, if you can't afford it, it will be appointed for you. You've heard that a million times on on shows. So, would it be better just to say, 
just to throw him in, in prison for the rest of his life? If, if, if that is the alternative, if the alternative to keeping him locked up for the rest of his natural life, as opposed to paying millions and millions of dollars to defend him, and then we, we end up 20 years down the road, wouldn't, that, wouldn't it make more sense to just keep him in jail? It's actually cheaper overall. That's one of the reasons I'm, I'm against capital punishment. That's not the main reason. The main reason is that because of uh, uh, we're killing the wrong people. That, that, that's the problem. But if you know for an absolute fact, and the guy confesses to it, I think he should be taken out that day and just done away with. I really think, I think society would be better. I really do. I do. Now, again, I, I, don't, I don't want to uh, give the wrong impression that, that I think just because you stole a loaf of bread, you should have your hand cut off like they do in uh, Saudi Arabia. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not pro that. But there are some there are some crimes that I think, uh, you know, probably should call for some immediate retribution because if you did that, that would send a signal to the rest of these people to maybe lay low and not do this. That's just that's just my thought. That's just my thought process on that. And this particular um, story about these five people arrested, um, again, they're all in their twenties. So what do they know about life, right? It's like, it's like somebody telling you how to raise a kid who has no children or someone telling you uh, uh, how to handle your marriage when they've never been married. That's why I never did understand uh, priests, you know, priests giving uh, maternal advice you know, uh, about marriage. I never did understand that or raising kids or any number of things. But that's a, that's a completely sub- different subject. I, uh, what do you think about that? Do you think if we killed these people or executed them on the spot, that this this would uh, this would deter anyone. I mean, really, I, I and I know I know in a perfect world, and and if you didn't have corrupt police officers, and maybe yeah, I agree with that. But this this the question still stands: Do you think it would it would deter anything? And I I happen to think it would. I do I do and I know I know it's a little off. It's, it's way out there what I'm talking about, and it's never going to happen. But you know, the fact remains: it, it, may, it may actually it may actually change things uh, for the better in, in America. And, and and for me, when it comes to children, I that's the one I think we you would start with. Anyone who abuses a child, I mean, especially especially sexually, I, I think they should be killed. I, I really do. But that's just me. Uh, Next story I wanted to talk to you about, and this one, this one really kind of hurt my feelings. And I, I don't know, you know, you know I'm a big Trump supporter. I, I was a Trump supporter uh, when he ran the first time. I was a Trump supporter when he ran the second time. I'm still a supporter. I really am. I think uh, he did more for this country than, than uh, you know, the last 10 presidents, as far as I'm concerned. And that's why they hate him so much. But this, I don't know if you heard about it, but. He, he was going to have a major announcement on Thursday. He, 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 he uh, mentioned it Tuesday, so there was a lot of talk about it. They thought maybe he was going to announce who was going to be his running mate. <laughs> Any number of things were mentioned. And, and there was, it, it was all over the news. It was all over the news. I mean, this is one of the things that the mainstream media will actually talk about. So they, they mentioned it, and he's going to make a major announcement on Thursday. And Thursday rolls around. We're, we're waiting. Because we think it's going to be something big. 
No, no, it turns out that the Trump, I guess the Trump company has decided to to produce trading cards, superhero trading cards with Donald Trump's face on them. And they're not just regular trading cards, they're NFT trading cards. That is a non-fungible token. It's kind of like it's kind of like a Bitcoin. You can buy and trade these and some it, it's a real convoluted, it's hard to describe. I, I read it over and over again. I still don't know how it works. But trading cards with your picture on them? Come on, Donald. Come on. That's low rent. That's low rent. That's sleazy. It's cheesy. And he's getting railroaded. He, he's getting ripped by every news organization around the country. I mean, this is, this is, I mean, seriously, I'm a Trump supporter. I think he's the guy to get behind. I did. But you know what? When the facts change, sometimes I can change my mind. I haven't done that yet. But this is a mistake. This is a mistake here. And it's a, it's a blatant one. And they will use it against you in your campaign. This shows, this basically tells me that you're not serious about this run. Am I wrong on that? I mean, this is, this is just the side of Billy Beer. And if you're not familiar with what Billy Beer was, Jimmy Carter, in, in his, back in the 70s, in 1976, I think it was, yeah, when he was elected president, his brother was a worthless piece of shit, for lack of a better term. He was a loser. He was lazy. And he tried to, he tried to, um, he, did, he pulled a, uh, a Hunter Biden, basically. He tried to uh, increase his wealth and make money off of his brother being president. And he came up with this thing called Billy Beer. I think I actually have a can of that somewhere, or, or an empty can. But anyway, uh, the point is, is that it, it flopped. It, it didn't go anywhere. The guy was, it was, and his brother, Jimmy Carter, the president of the United States, I know, behind closed doors, was probably just hiding his eyes because this was so low rent. Yeah, I mean, come on, Billy. You know, you're the you're the you're the loser brother. Just just stay out of it. Same thing here. I, I don't know what Trump's thinking on this. And you know, Trump's made a lot of a lot of mistakes over the uh few last few years. Uh, I can think of several right off the top of my head. One was not firing Fauci immediately. Another one was not uh pardoning Assange and Snowden. Th- th- he's he's made all kinds of errors. He has. He has. And and I called him out on every one. I'm not going to go over those. I've got a list of them here. But this, this, is, this, isn't even, this doesn't even enter into the political spectrum. This is, this is sleazy. This is like I'm going to make a few bucks. This is like Trump stakes. You know, which you can do when you're a private citizen. I have no problem with that at all. But I tell you what, once you've been a president and you are now the former president of the United States, there's a little bit of class involved in that. You got at least, I can't believe he did this. He must have gotten some bad advice for this. It's the only thing I can figure out. Yeah, it's the only thing I can figure out. Somebody talked him into this. And, and, and personally, I think they should both be fired. Or whoever was in charge of this should be fired because there's no excuse for this. And, and what's funny is you've got your a former advisor, Steve Bannon, who's facing a jail sentence over uh, January 6th, um, his his participation or whatever in it now this was a guy who was who was who was advising uh donald trump and he's kind of turned on the president he's he's saying this major announcement about superhero nfts he said 
This is this is this is ridiculous. He said, I, I, I this is embarrassing. And I don't blame him. Is Trump serious about this second run? Is he? What do you think? Do you think he's serious about this? Because with actions like this, I'm beginning to think maybe it's a big joke. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's not. I really do. I, I hope I hope for everyone that this this was just a mistake and we're and you know, we won't do that again. I, I, I tell you, it, it, it really kind of hurt me. It, it, I felt I was embarrassed to be involved in this. I mean, believe me, I'm no Trump acolyte. I'm not the kind of guy that would follow him into a, you know, into a battle. I wouldn't. But I think what he did for America was really good. And I think we would be much worse off today than we were, than we would be if he had not been in uh, office. We would be four years and it would be like having. It would have been like having uh, Biden be president for two two terms. That that's how bad it would be. Imagine what's gone. Think about what's happened in the last two years and what they're attempting to do right now. Imagine if that had been going on for the last six years, where we'd be. I probably wouldn't even be able to make this this podcast because they would say, "Oh no, you're banned. You know, you you can't do that. Uh, we're going to." Freeze all your assets. We're not going to let you talk on, on, on the internet. I mean, they could do that. We would be that close, that much closer to a 1984 scenario in my book. But I wish he wouldn't do this. I, I, I'm not a big fan of this. Uh, I thought about that. And this, I had this opinion long before anybody said anything. So I, apparently I'm not, I'm not the only one that thinks this is kind of stupid. So we'll see where that all goes. Um, I got a lot of news to get to today, so that's all I got today. I, I, it's Friday. I, I wasn't in. I really didn't see any big news stories, anything that that that, that caught my eye to speak of. I mean, we'll talk about some of that. I mean, at least to speak of, you know, for an extended period of time. This was the one that really got to me. And, and uh, um, again, I, I don't know what Donald will do next, but this 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 was this was not good. This was not good. So anyway, that's all I got. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I will, uh, I'll be right back with the new. This is the Average Joe Podcast. The Average Joe Podcast. All right. First, uh, first story I want to talk about right here is uh, uh, one that you will not see in the papers. And that is a, a statement by Rand Paul, a Kentucky Republican senator. If, if you know who I'm talking about, probably one of the nicest guys in the Senate right now, as far as I'm concerned, one who's really, I, I think he could run for president. I really do. If, if, if it comes to that, he's not the personality that you would want, but he's absolutely spot on with this stuff. And he says he's slamming the uh, emasculate, he calls them emasculated Republicans for accepting a bloated spending bill. Now this is this, uh, omnibus, omnibus, uh, uh, spending that's supposed to keep the uh, government running. It's 3,000 pages long. And they put all kinds of stuff into it. And the Democrats have, have loaded it with bloat. They really have. They've bloated it to $1.7 trillion. And we're going to go along with it, apparently. Just And we're not even reading it. And that, in my book, is what is wrong with America today. You cannot vote for something if you don't know what it represents and what it's about. But apparently that's okay now. And we've gotten to the point now where corruption is just so so blatantly right in your face that nobody seems to have a problem with it. Yeah. And, and it, it, they're approving a one-week extension of funding. 
therefore averting a partial government shutdown that was scheduled to begin this weekend. It says the measure gives lawmakers an additional week to negotiate and pass a more comprehensive omnibus bill, which funds all federal agencies through the fiscal year. Yeah. Um, so, and Paul stated, he said, this brings upon us the lie that Republicans really are fiscally conservative. The Democrats are, and they don't pretend to be. So, why are the Republicans caving in on this? I don't know. I guess because it's money in their pocket at some level. I guess that's what it's all about. They really don't care. Republicans don't care. They, there's no difference. There's, there's, there's a, uh, oh, I, I guess there's only one party in, in the United States anymore, and it's the corrupt party. That's basically all it boils down to. And you've got a few people, outliers, that are, are calling them out for it, but you'll never see this in the mainstream media. You'll never, nobody will talk about this. Rand Paul, he's dismissed like yesterday's newspaper. He really is. Yeah, and he's the one that was attacked by his own neighbor because he was a Republican and, and a Trump supporter. But nobody, nobody talks about this stuff. And, and you're talking about $1.7 trillion. And I guess it doesn't matter anymore. Apparently money, we just throw it away. We just throw it around. Uh, the United States, we don't have any problem. We're going to give another uh, billions of dollars to uh, Ukraine. It's it's just unbelievable, and I and I agree with with uh, Rand Paul on this. The uh, the Republicans are emasculated, and they're not going to do a damn thing. If you think in January things are going to change at any level, you are dreaming. That's not going to happen. the The United States uh, Senate is is worthless. I mean, the, the House of Representatives is worthless. They are both 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 houses are worthless. They they do nothing but uh, steal money. That's all they do. They steal. They put, they line their pockets, and believe me, they hate you. They hate the average person on the street. They despise them. You're, you're a nuisance because sometimes you ask questions, and we don't want that. We want you. Yeah, you, know, you ever write a letter to a congressman or a senator? You ever done that? Because emails and all that are a waste of time. I write letters. I sit down, put postage on it. I send it to them. Somebody has to open that and read it. Now, it won't be the candidate, of course, but it'll be somebody assigned to that job. And what do they do? They'll send you back a canned response. It won't answer anything that you asked. It'll be, it'll be a canned response. It'll be a, a form letter and basically telling you to go screw yourself. You know, we're going to do what we want to, and you, can, and, and you don't have to like it. We don't care. I've done it several times. They absolutely do not care. And, and when they're at, the only time they give a damn about what you think is when they're running for re-election. That's it. That's it. And then they, they'll look you right dead in the eye and lie to you. Now, that, that's, that's the sign of a psychopath. And I think that's basically what we're being, we're being run by psychopaths. That's really what we're doing. Ah, uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 40 House Democrats joined legislation to bar Trump from public office. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Democrats argue constitutional amendment adopted in 1860s to bar former Confederates from holding public office should be used against Donald Trump. I tell you what, you gotta you gotta tip your hat to these people. You really do. You gotta tip your hat to these people because they're always looking for something. There's always somebody on the case. You know, they're always working. They're always trying to concede you know, to to come up with an idea to take down their opposition. You got to hand it to them. You really do. I don't think it's going to go anywhere. And they're putting forth legislation. It'll never get passed in the Senate. But, but at the end of the day, 
pretty damn good. Pretty, pretty amazing. I mean, this goes back to the Civil War days. <laughs> They're using legislation from the Civil War. This was a, this is this, Democrats argue that this language adopted in the 1860s to prevent former Confederates from occupying positions in federal government after the Civil War should be applied to Donald Trump, who they allege incited an insurrection against the United States on January 6, 2021. I mean, now, of course, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, uh, again, you got, you got to hand it to him. Uh, let's see here. We got still in play. Oh, yeah. The RNC members deny that McDaniel's re-election to the RNC. Now, this is the gal who's running the uh, uh, Republican National Committee. Her name's Ronna McDaniels. And I talked to you yesterday about all the money that they'd spent. Millions and millions of dollars on luxury hotels, uh, uh, private jet flights, uh, you name it. Anything decadent, they've been spending money that was donated to the Republican National Committee by people like you and me. And, you know, large donors as well. They've been, they've just been pissing that money away and not helping anybody try to get, you know, get reelected. They're using it as their own personal piggy bank. Yeah. Now, the, the RNC members are denying that the, uh, her reelection as the chair is a lock. And, and this has to do with these alleged funds misspent, which I think they should all be fired. I think the RNC should be disbanded as far as I'm concerned, because I don't, I don't see the point of having this other than it's basically a credit card for a few individuals to spend money that isn't theirs. They have not done anything positive in the past 20 years as far as I'm concerned. The Republican National Committee should not get another dime from any American in the United States because this, this is ridiculous. This is like giving to the United Way. And I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of the United Way. I'm not a big fan of the American Red Cross. These people take this money. They spend... 90% of it on administrative fees and maybe five or six cents out of every dollar goes to the, to the uh, organization. And if you, think I'm, if you think I'm wrong on that, look it up. Yeah, United Way is a joke. And when they do it around in this, in this part of the country, I just roll my eyes. Because that money is going to spend, it's going to be spent by the, the upper tier in that, in that, in that organization on, on trips, flights, hotels. You know, personal item, it goes, it's, the list is endless, the money you can spend on it. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll divvy out maybe 1% to 2% to the, uh, to the actual cause. And then I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to think that's a good thing. Yeah, I have no time for that. Uh, let's see. Abortions in Texas dropped 97% the month after Roe versus Wade was overturned. Now, do you find that, you find that kind of, uh, along the same lines of what I started this podcast out with, the, you know, taking out these murderers and shooting them. I mean, if you take, if, if you make a law against it and you enforce it, these things will go away. Because I think, well, what would they say? There was over 2,596 procedures performed in the month of June. Okay, this was prior to, to Roe versus Wade being uh, overturned. And they had a trigger law in Texas. That meant if they ruled against Roe versus Wade and overturned it, that this law would take effect immediately. And in that, uh, in the month of July, which was the very next uh, month, there were only 68 abortions performed. And only 14 of those were uh, outside of the uh, uh, eight-week limit. Yeah, so 
if you do make legislation and you follow through, it, this will stop. It will. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Is Texas right on this one? Should, should we have abortions up until the, the minute of birth or what? I, I don't know. But apparently, apparently there's, there's something to this. It seems like if you put laws into place and you follow through with it, it changes, it changes things. It does. Uh, let's see here. Oh, yeah. White House press secretary says that Biden has done the work to fix the border crisis. She had the audacity to say this yesterday. I, I couldn't believe it. She said, she said, what Americans should know is that the president put forth an immigration reform policy to make sure that we're dealing with a broken system, to make sure that we're able to protect dreamers, to make, and you know what a dreamer is, to make sure that we deal with the backlog that we're seeing with asylum seekers, to fix the gutted system that was, now that was around for some time, but certainly was guided by the last administration. So, in other words, if there's a problem with the border, it's Donald Trump's fault, not Joe Biden's. He's done everything he can, folks. I don't know what you're talking about. This little nitwit, this little black nitwit lesbian standing up there who has absolutely no, no, no right or no qualifications to have this job. She's telling you with a straight face why, that says that Biden has done the work to fix the border crisis, even though he's never even been down there and could not care less. And he's told you that. He said, I've got more important things to do, I believe, last week, as a matter of fact. These people are just, until somebody starts calling these people on these lies, and I mean calls them on it, not in a blog, not in a, a, I mean calls them face to face and stands up to this this kind of rhetoric, it's going to go on. This black woman, she has no self-worth. She has no, she, she, well, she got no pride. Just to say something like this, it's ridiculous to say that out loud. And I, wor- I wish her, along with everybody at the White House, all the worst for the holidays. I really do. This, this is beyond reprehensible. Uh, let's oh yeah. Twitter suspends accounts of... This is funny. You know, <laughs> I had to laugh at this one. Because Twitter had no problem when they were, when they were left-leaning. When, when they were so biased to one direction, they were being, they were being hand-spoon-fed information from the White House, the, the, the administration, from big tech, from uh, uh, the networks. And they were, they were suspending people for you know, their opinions. And, and maybe saying something that did not go along with the, uh, the official story, especially when it came to COVID, the 2020 election. Many, many other things. They were suspending these independent journalists and right, uh, you know, conservative journalists. They were they were kicking them off the platform. Well, <laughs> Elon Musk buys the thing, and now he's suspending accounts of journalists from CNN, New York Times, under new doxing policy. Now, if you're not familiar with what doxing is, that's when a reporter releases your name. Say say they don't like what you're doing. They release your name, your address, all your pertinent information, maybe where you bank, where your kids go to school, where your wife works, stuff like that. So that they hope, their hope is that they won't have to get involved in it, the person, the journalist doing it, but they're hoping some crazy nutcase out there is going to take, you know, commit a violent act against you because now they know where you live. They did it to the Supreme Court justices. Yeah. So, so now the right's getting a little taste of their own medicine and they're not too happy about it. To 
say the least. So I got to hand it to uh, to Elon Musk in, in that account. But believe me, he's going to go too far at some point. And I know he said he would never commit suicide, but that's not the only way to take somebody out. You know, we, we know this from many other cases. Suicide is not the only way. I mean, look at uh, Breitbart. Look at uh, Michael Hastings. There's a million of them. People had heart attacks. They car just mysteriously runs into a tree and then explodes. You know, and these are journalists that were doing their job. So I'd be really careful if I was Elon. I, I really would. Uh, I'd be very, very careful. Uh, so and speaking of the border, judge has put on hold a Biden effort to end remain in Mexico policy. Now, if you're not familiar with the remain in Mexico policy, that was a, a policy implemented by, I believe, the Trump administration. I don't think it was already in place. But what it said was, if you're seeking asylum in the United States, until your paperwork goes through and we accept you to come in, you have to remain in Mexico. Okay. I think it's a valid point. I think that's a way to go. Because once you get into the United States, you're going to be hard to catch later if you take off. We, we may not be able to find you. So you just stay in Mexico until your paperwork goes through, and then we'll process you. Right? Sounds good to me. Well, Biden doesn't want to do that because he wants these people coming in. He wants the slave labor. Come on in. All my buddies need slave labor. You come across the border. We need, we need, sex tra- we need uh, sexual workers. We need children. We need all that. The, the, the evil that is the United States, is, is, is need, it needs all these people, right? So this, this goes in, in absolute contradiction to what uh, Ms. Jean-Pierre said. He's not fixing the border. He's trying to destroy it even more. He's actually got, the Department of Justice actually filed a lawsuit against the, the uh, state of Texas for putting containers up where the wall would have been if the wall had been completed. They're actually filing a lawsuit against them. Well, they want those things removed. And, and, he, and, you, and that little broad can look you in the eye and say that he's doing what he, what he needs to, to uh, take care of the border. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So we'll see where that goes. Right now, it's on hold, so uh, who knows? Uh, oh, yeah, speaking of that, speaking of the border and immigration and migrants and illegals, and I don't care what you want to call them, they're illegal. They're here illegally. There's no getting around that, okay? But the New York mayor, Mr. Eric Adams, who, by the way, is retarded. If I've ever seen a retarded person, this guy's it. And I, I don't use that word. I, 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 that is nothing I'm not trying to say anything bad about someone who has mental issues you know, or, or a learning disability. This guy is retarded. How he got this job is because he's black and he, he was, he was going to be the whipping boy. This, he is being dealt a, 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 a hand of cards that he can't play. There's no way. So what's he looking for right now? He's saying he's requesting $1 billion, now mind you, $1 billion from Biden to help with immigrants. Yeah. Now, he says that he's got 30,000 immigrants have descended upon the city. Yeah. And he wants a billion dollars for that. A billion. I mean, where's that money going to go? You think it's actually going to go to the immigrants themselves? Of course not. Of course not. It's going to be used to uh, come up with new types of uh, departments. Uh, We'll have heads of departments in the New York uh, City government. They'll be paid outlandish... Salaries will have infrastructure built that nobody's going to use. It's the same old thing. A billion dollars for 30,000 people. Do the math on that and see what that is per person, right? 
Holy cow. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Job gains over the year overstated by 1.1 million folks over the last year. This is a Philadelphia Federal Reserve says that in a study they just did. Yeah. Now, now, that, now do you think it, they may have inflated these numbers right before the 2020 election to sway some of these elections? Like I said, Democrats are always thinking. They're always thinking. And nobody's going to be held accountable for this, that they used figures that were incorrect and were, over, and were bloated. Nobody's going nobody's to do a thing about it. But when he, when he stands up there and says that the economy is doing great and you, can, and you or me, we can't afford to fill our, our, uh, our car up with gas or buy groceries, remember that the next time you vote. And tell your friends that too. This guy is a liar. And this is how they do it. They lie blatantly in your face. Job gains this year overstated by 1.1 million. That's not an accounting error. That's a, that's a deliberate uh, manipulation and a deliberate lie. That's all it is. Uh, let's see. 18 AGs, that's attorney generals, file briefs in case supporting parental rights in schools. I'm going to do a whole thing on this parental rights thing. I'm going to do a whole podcast on that because it's very important to me. Parental rights are very important. They, the, the educational system in this country is, is, is flawed. It's a disgrace. It's a disaster. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to, to have, they're trying to acquire and take away the rights of, parent, of parents. They want the educational system and the schools in this country to basically groom your children. And they don't want you as a parent to have anything to say about it. That's what this is all about. And I think the 18 AGs are, are dead on on this. They're, this should not be a part of America. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, oh, here's a good one. I want to finish on this one. I got a few minutes and I wanted to talk about this. If you haven't seen this picture, you really need to see this. The, the story is that there's a 12-year-old football player who has, he's just been, he's an outstanding football player. Outstanding. I mean, this guy's just, he's unstoppable. Okay, he, he, he's, he, he's just, it, 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 they're saying one of the greatest football players ever played. Okay, that, that's what they're saying. Now, this guy's from Texas. Okay, his name is Jeremiah Johnson. Um, the problem is, this dude, they're saying he's 12 years old. The guy's got a mustache. Okay, he looks, he looks at at least 20. He's got, he's got a mustache, he's got tattoos, and they're just lauding this guy. He was announced the 2022 Youth National Championship MVP over the weekend. This is what's wrong with America, folks. We're letting these people just say whatever they want, and God forbid you say he's not because he's black and they'll come after you big time. That's what they'll do. Well, I can tell you for a fact, I've never seen a 12-year-old look like this. There are no 12-year-olds that look like this. This guy's at least 20, if not older. And it's embarrassing that Texas allowed this to happen. Yeah. I mean, if this guy, was, if this guy is 12 years old, he must have had puberty in the womb. Because I've never seen anything like this. It, it's so embarrassing. These people have no self-respect. No self-respecting human would do this. But this guy's black. He doesn't give a rat's ass. He sees this as an opportunity to get ahead of everybody else. I'm going to put this on the, on the front page. You, you tell me if this guy's 12, okay? I, I just want to know if you think this guy's 12 years old, okay? So anyway, that's all I got today. And uh, 
you will be amazed. You will be amazed at this. I mean, I know, I know uh, uh, Pujols from the St. Louis Cardinals. He was older than he said he was when he came from Puerto Rico or wherever he came from. But he still had some talent. There's no doubt about it. Now, I believe with just a little bit of talent, if I was playing with a bunch of 12-year-olds when I was 20, I probably could have shown quite a bit too. You know, I could have been outstanding in my field. But this is completely different. This is off the charts. You won't believe this picture. Anyway, that's all I got today. And uh, we'll talk again on Monday, I would imagine, unless something really drastic happens over the weekend. And, uh, uh, you know, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you again. It is uh, December 16th, and Jill Biden is beyond a shadow of doubt the worst president that's ever set foot in America. And uh, I, uh, I detest the man. So uh, let's go, Brandon. As always, thanks for listening to the Average Joe Podcast. Be sure to check out our website at www.averagejoenation.media and follow us on social media. Remember, if you haven't told all your friends, you're wrong.